okay, the truth has been spoken, and I'm going to refer you to the gospel, especially this evening. So we heard about loving God above everyone and everything else, that God is the supreme good. I preached extensively about that, so we're not going to explore that today. We heard about loving God more than you love your possessions in order to follow him. But today we're going to go in the middle, and we're going to reflect upon the cross. Jesus said, carry your cross. Carry your cross daily in order to be my disciple. So what's that all about? Let's think about the story that comes to us after 9-11 in New York. When one of the Twin Towers went down, they were digging through the rubble, and what did they find? But they found a cross, two, two beams that were put together like a cross that had survived the attack on the building. It had become very, very symbolic and meaningful for a lot of people. And so they eventually have, have placed this cross in a museum in a place where people can see it and also to, if they wanted to, to venerate it. It's amazing that a cross would survive such an attack as we knew it. All right, so, so think about, just think about this cross. We've got one here in the sanctuary, of course. Two beams, one is a vertical beam and the other is a horizontal to make the cross. Let's think about the vertical beam, up and down. I always think of heaven, heaven joining earth in Christ Jesus. The glory of God, the holiness of God joining earth, us, God's creation in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the vertical beam. The horizontal beam, that's all us. That's us in our human brokenness. We're all wounded by original sin, so there is brokenness that is about our lives. We just have to admit that because it's true. The brokenness comes from sinfulness. It comes from weakness. It comes from physical imperfection. It comes from our intellects being dulled and, and our wills being compromised because of original sin. So we can't always think clearly. We can't always make the right decisions because of the woundedness of original sin. And this, this beam, this horizontal beam, represents and embraces and embodies all of that. So when we think about the cross, there are many ways we can consider it, but today, when we think about the cross, we see the holiness of God joining the brokenness of the earth, joining our own brokenness. And that cross is going to speak to and heal and forgive and restore us in our brokenness, in our woundedness, because of original sin. All right. So Jesus says, each and every one of you must carry your cross in order to be one of my disciples. In one way, we can think of that the cross certainly is a remedy to the woundedness in our lives, the remedy to our sinfulness in our lives. And why would we not want to have the cross a part of our lives? Because of the remedy that Jesus brings through his death on the cross. We would want to have that. But also, oh, 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 yeah, that's right. 
There is sacrifice that is on that cross. The sacrifice of Jesus. And his sacrifice, the sacrifice of his life, is, be, is for our woundedness. His sacrifice meets the woundedness of the world, the sinfulness of the world. And so for us to bear our cross, as Christ did, then that means that there will be sacrifices made in our lives. Not because we have a wicked God who's trying to drive us crazy, but rather the cross is the way to life, holiness, forgiveness, and restoration in our lives. So it's going to involve sacrifice. It's going to involve commitment. It's going to involve, like the first part of that gospel said, choosing God as our greatest supreme good in our lives, and then living life from there. There's the cross. There's the cross in our lives. All right, so then how do we find examples of the cross and people bearing their crosses, living the cross in their lives today? We could be here for hours, but I've just got a couple examples. One, and I hear this a lot, and that's why I'm, I want to share it. Parents have come to me in various conversations wherever we are at, and they've said, Father Dave, it is very difficult for us to live our faith as parents. Not because they were despairing of the faith, but because they want to share and do their faith with their children but it is so difficult in this world, they say to me, and I believe them, because of the fact that there is so much going against our faith and the truth that Jesus reveals today. And our kids are exposed to that on a daily basis. Or if you have a phone or an iPad in your hand from minute to minute to minute basis. And they said, going against that, is very difficult. We want to, and we are, but going against that is very difficult. And they say sometimes it doesn't help that other parents of, who, are, who have kids that are friends with our kids cave into the world and just say, about anything, not all, but about anything goes. And I've been reflecting on that for a long time, and I'm supporting parents who are living their faith and passing their faith to their children. But I identify that, too, as a cross, an example of a cross that parents carry themselves and for the sake of their children. Vertical and horizontal come together here. God meets real life, and real life meets God in the person of mom and dad. And their sacrifice on mom and dad's part, their struggle on mom and dad's part. But the folks I've been talking to or talk with me stay faithful to Christ. So they carry their cross. And you never know how a child is going to grow up and what they're going to be like. But I tell you what, now's the time when parents are sacrificing in the way that I described. They're sacrificing so their kids will have life. And they will know a life to its fullest. And they will have a firm foundation upon which to walk 
And they may, may, may make bad choices, the kids, or they'll make great choices. But the parents are carrying the cross so their kids can live spiritually, have life within, and make good choices in life. Okay? That's just an example. Just an example. Again, tons of them. Here's one last one I'll give. Sometimes we say, and it's true, that being physically ill, whatever manifestation we find that, is a cross. And it is. It is a cross. It's not one that you want to, to bear, but, but it happens. And I've shared with you a lot in terms of my mom's Alzheimer's disease. But here's one little aspect that I haven't shared with you yet. And that is, you know, I feel that my mother's disease, that she didn't bring on herself, but her disease is, a, is an expression of the woundedness of the world, that we're not perfect, and that's expressed in the physical body as well, that the illness that she had was a cross. And, and I saw that in, in many different ways, and especially, you know, I go to, the, to her uh, care facility, and this is when, when we could converse and, and things would make, pretty much would make sense. And she would be lamenting about what was happening and not quite understanding what was happening in her mind and what was happening to her body. And I, I'm just not like this. I don't understand, she would say in so many words. And, you know, it, it was. It was a cross. And it wasn't because a mean old God sent it to her. No. It's because our bodies are weak and they fall to illness and disease. And for mom, even, even when she was advanced in her Alzheimer's, what a beautiful lady. But you had to look for the beauty. You had to look for the beauty in her soul, and it was there, shining brilliantly. Sometimes it was hard to find. Yes, yes, yes. But that, that cross that she bore didn't destroy the beauty that she had within. And I dare say, you don't have to agree with me on this, I dare say it was preparing her for eternal life. At least I hope it was. And then, for my part, for my part, the cross that I carried with her and for her at times was that I needed to be a fierce advocate for her life. She was not mistreated, but I was a guardian of her, and I guarded her life so that she would receive what she needed to do in terms of the treatment that she needed, that she would get to the doctor, I would take her. Sometimes that meant she had to be quarantined during the pandemic because all of a sudden I found out I was exposed to coronavirus, and then taking her to the doctor, I exposed potentially her to the coronavirus, and she had to be quarantined in her room for 14 days. It goes on and on and on like that. But, but this is what it, this was the part of the cross. This is what it, it took. This is what was important, to guard her life and to stay with her. And part of the cross was to see her deteriorate and to try to relate to her the best way you can in that state where she was at that particular point in time. And it would keep changing over the weeks. 
But that's the cross. That's the cross. But you know what? <laughs> the crosses bear fruit. And the cross bore fruit in my life as well, where I see in a deeper way the preciousness of life. And I like ideas. I like to, to, to read about thoughts and everything like that. I love philosophy. You want to sit down, we'll talk philosophy till the cows come home. There's a lot of head work that goes on in there. But my head work wasn't going to work entirely <laughs> by being my fierce advocate with my mom. Because what my head was telling me is there's, there's someone who's, whose light is going out. And it's hard to relate to her. I couldn't rely upon my head. She taught me to rely upon my heart and what I believed, because it was revealed by God, what I believed was there in God's presence within her. That's how we relate to people who are in positions of grave and serious illness, who are unconscious or, sadly, are losing their minds. We go from the heart, not the head. See, the cross. It's not fun, but it always bears fruit in our lives. And so that's what Jesus is saying. My glory, my divinity, my holiness meets your brokenness. And I bring about a better good, a greater good than what you find if I were not there. That's the cross, and that's carrying the cross when the Lord calls us to do so. So at the beginning of the homily, I said, oh, here's these truths, and they're kind of hard for us to hear. And, and they can be. Really, really, they can be. But don't give up. Don't despair. Because the truth is always spoken in love. And when we stick with it, then we see the wisdom unfold and be revealed to us about these truths of discipleship that Jesus declared. And remember, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And He has the words of everlasting life. So even though they might be hard sometimes, embrace His words and live.